0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zuby, and if you're brand new to this show, this show is all about a little well-known card game called Magic the Gathering. So let's just dive right into it. We are doing the Theros Beyond Death Complete Set Review, and now we are on Blue. But before we begin, uh, let's get some ads out of the way. Uh, Magic Zuby can be found on the following on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Spotify, and you can reach out to me via Twitter at Magic with Zuby, on Instagram at Magic underscore with underscore Zuby and email at mtgzubi at gmail.com and if you wish to help support the show in any way you can check out the show's patron at patreon.com slash magic with and you can check out the show's sponsor at legitmtg.com where you can buy any magic singles or sealed product for $2 or more at legitmtg.com so let's just dive right into it once again this is the complete set review of Theros Beyond Death and this is more looking at it from a casual perspective where I will be going over not only the limit limited capabilities of each card, but also any kind of constructed capabilities, mainly regarding standard and or EDH as well. So, first card on the list here is one that I can't even pronounce. Allerios, Uh, Alirios, Enraptured, a two and a blue legendary creature human. It's a two, three. It's an uncommon. This enters the battlefield tapped. Alirios doesn't untap during your untap step if you control reflection. When Aliris enters the battlefield, to create a three-two blue reflection creature token. Why would I ever want to look away? So you play this for a two and a three, and you essentially you you're gonna kind of get two bodies in a sense because you're gonna first get a three-two, which when that goes away, then it sort of becomes a two-three because this isn't gonna do anything until that token is dead. So I mean, this is kind of meh. Alright, this doesn't thrill me, this doesn't excite me with wanting to pick this. This is just sort of one of those cards where, well, there's nothing better in blue to pick, so I'll pick this if I'm going in blue. Next up, we've got Ashiok's Erasure for two double blue. It's an enchantment with flash. When this enters the battlefield, exile target spell. Your opponents can't cast spells with the same name as the exiled card. When this leaves the battlefield, return the exiled card to its owner's hand. So it's sort of an O-ring for spells. So, I like the fact that your opponent can't cast spells with the same name as the Exiled card. This could definitely see some play in Standard. And as far as Draft goes, this isn't a high pick in my opinion because it's not very often that your opponent's draft deck is going to have more than this one card of the same name I'm not saying it's not possible but it's very unlikely so this is not a very high pick at all I would definitely look at something else should you open this up in a draft pod and this will definitely see probably more constructive play more than anything. Next up, we've got Brine Giant for 6 and a blue. It's a common. That's a 5-6. It's a giant creature. This spell costs one less for each enchantment you control. The Oracles of Miletus, Miletus foresaw neither its rise from the depths nor the destruction it would leave in its wake. So I like the fact that it will cost less for each enchantment you control Pit possibly making it a one blue five six creature now that's if you have a lot of enchantments out in play obviously but i mean anyways say you have two to three enchantments out you're gonna at most pay four to five mana for something like this for a five six which isn't that bad but once again not a very high pick of a card in my opinion next up we've got calafi or calafi I want to say Calafi, Beloved beloved of the Sea. For one double blue, it's a legendary enchantment creature demigod. It's an uncommon. It has star slash three as its power and toughness. Calafi, Calafi's power is equal to your devotion to blue. Creatures and enchantments you control have spells your opponents cast that target this permanent cost one more to cast. So I like that... It effectively makes your opponent's spot removal cost one more to cast. And I kind of like the power boost of this besides just a toughness boost. You know, this could be, and with it costing three, it that kind of makes sense there. So at worst, this is going to come down as a one three and has the possibility of being stronger. Um, Yeah, I I like this. This would be an early to mid pick if I'm going heavy into blue here. Next up, we've got Chained of Memory, which is a one blue instant common. Target creature gets neg four, neg zero until end of turn. Scry two, those who do not learn from their mistakes are bound to relive them. So this is a pretty common blue instant we see where you have the power being negated, essentially. It's a pretty decent combat trick in blue. I definitely like the scry two effect of this. And, you know, if, if you're hurting for any kind of creature removal in any way shape or form this would be something you'd want to pick otherwise it's not a very high pick in my opinion next up we've got Devo- no, deny the divine for tuna blue it's an instant that's a common counter target creature or enchantment spell if that spell is countered this way exile it instead of putting it into its owner's graveyard a great wave crashed and a mighty wind blew out the stars says the cosmogony This is a premium counter spell in Theros Beyond Death Draft and Sealed. This is going to be something very, very, very useful if you're going heavy into blue and you're trying to play a more control deck. Even if you're not playing control and you're doing a sort of mid-range deck, this is going to be something you're going to want in your arsenal here because it exiles that spell. And as we all know with the escape mechanic, that exiling is going to be very important. Next up we've got Edelana Philosophy for one blue it's an enchantment creature spirit that's a common that's 1 2 for 6 in a blue you can sac this to draw three cards and what did Aracoastos teach us and what did Eracostos teach us is the nature of the soul okay i i can't pronounce that these these names are just too much for me so you get a 1-2 for 1, and you can pay 7 to draw 3 cards. In late game, that's going to be useful, but this is not going to be very high pick. This is going to be one of those, well, there's nothing better to pick in blue, so here we go. Next up, we've got Elite Instructor for 2 and a blue. It's a creature-human wizard. For That's a common. That's a 2-2. Two, two. When this enters the battlefield, draw a card, then discard a card. The greatest minds and melodists study under the masters at the Decacia. A renowned school of magic and philosophy so a two two for three that allows you to draw a card and discard a card pretty decent pretty decent what it does yeah uh, next up we've got glimpse of freedom for one and a blue instant that's an uncommon you draw a card and you can pay its escape cost for two and a blue to exile five other cards from your graveyard for, this is basically um, that one Guild of Ravnica card that has Jumpstart, but with Escape instead. The bonus side to this, though, you can try to keep recasting it should you have enough cards in your graveyard, which makes it slightly better than that Jumpstart card. I'm forgetting the name of it. I see the art in my head right now, but I can't. It the The name escapes me. Uh, freedom lies in accepting a single path, says Niklos, Malaysian philosopher. Next up, we've got a card that I'm going to pronounce really, really, really badly. That's Ichthiomorpheus. No, ich- Ichthyomorphosis, I think. Oh my gosh, I have no idea how to pronounce this name. Uh, For two and a blue, it's an enchantment aura that's a common. You enchant creature. Enchanted creature loses all abilities and is a bluefish with base power and toughness. Zero slash one. Tickfist's military career was a flop. So, your common blue sees this a lot in a lot of sets and draft. It's going to be your kind of common. You're going to want to target this at like a god or something like that. Or... A really big bomb that your creature's pl- or your opponent's playing. Next up, we've got Kiora Best the Sea God for five double blue. It's a mythic enchantment saga. Chapter 1 states: create an A8 Blue Creature of uh, A8 Blue Kraken Creature token with Hexproof. Chapter 2, tap tap all non-land permanents, target opponent controls, they don't untap during their controller's next untap step. Chapter 3 is gain control of target permanent. If an opponent controls, untap it. So yeah, this is expensive for seven mana, but this is gonna be your bomb if you're. I, with the way that I play, this would be a pack one pick one because I would definitely want to be able to play this out because you get an A eight creature, you tap all your opponents, you know, non land permanents, and they don't untap, and then you gain control of an of a permanent as well too. Yeah, what? what yeah, I don't. I, I, I'm kind of speechless at how great this is. 7 mana. I do not I do not mind spending 7 mana for this. Now, will this see play in any kind of constructed standard? It's possible. I mean, I could think of building a sort of mono blue or demir control deck where you just steal your opponent's permanents, you know, with Agent of Treachery and um, Act of Treason and that um mass manipulation and then this as well too. Heck yeah. I like it. Uh, pack one, pick one for sure for me. Uh Next up, we've got Metamize, Madamiz, Med-Medam- God, I, people listening to this are just gonna be like, I you can't pronounce anything. I know these names, I just cannot pronounce them. Metamize Prophecy for one in a blue. It's an another Enchantment Saga. That's an uncommon chapter one, scry two. Chapter 2, choose a card name. Chapter 3, when you cast a spell to choose a name for the first time this turn, draw two cards. Chapter 4, look at the top card of each player's library. So, holy crap, that's... I like that a lot. Uh, You scry two, which is awesome. Uh, Choose a card name. Yeah, you're going to either want to choose a card in your hand or a card that you're about to draw. And then you basically cast the chosen card and draw two cards. And then you sort of... uh, Oh my gosh, what is it called? It's not Brainstorm. It's, um, you look at the top card of each player's library, but you don't, um, you can't put it on, you can't let them keep it, but at least you just sort of get a peek at what they have. Um, I like this card a lot because you get to draw cards or you get to scry and draw cards and get a peek at what uh, your opponent is playing. This is, if I'm in blue, this is going to be a high pick for me. Next up, we've got Memory Drain. For two and double blue instant, it's a common counter-target spell. Scry two. Alitho sat and stared blankly out over the glassy oceans of Nerano, trying in vain to remember what he knew he had forgotten. So this is our pretty common four-mana counter-spell. This is sort of dissolve evolved. In a sense, because Dissolve, you could counter target spell and then scry one, though this does cost two or one more. This is strictly worse, but you get to scry two. This is a decent counter spell that's going to see playing Limited. This would be a mid to late pick for me. Uh, Next up, we've got Nader Kraken or Nadir Kraken. I don't know, Nader like Ralph Nader. I don't know. Uh One double blue creature Kraken. It is a rare. It's a 2-3. Whenever you draw a card, you may pay one. If you do, put a plus one, plus one counter on a Deer Kraken and create a 1-1 one, one blue tentacle creature token. Ooh, so that could get out of hand quickly. I mean, it's going to be easy to remove this card because it doesn't protect itself in any way. But if you could at least pay... 1 or 2 mana for this, you're going to come out on top because you're going to create some 1-1 blue tentacles out there to help protect your board. I like this a lot. Now, will this see any kind of play in Constructed? I think EDH would, would definitely see some play in EDH. Standard, right now I can't think of a current deck right now where this would fit in. Maybe a Control deck. Perhaps, but I'm not 100% sure. I do like it. Would this be a pack one pick one for me? Only if there's nothing else good. It doesn't excite me. It's not like Kiora Best of Sea God where I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to get this. This card is, it's good. I like it, but it doesn't excite me at all for it. Next up we've got Naiad of Hidden Coves. It's two and a blue enchantment creature nymph. It's a common that's a 2 3. As long as it's not your turn, spells you cast cost one less to cast. Waveborn, he watches over Secrets of the Shore says Pissimilla, Malaysian poet. So your spells cast one your spells cost one less to cast on your opponent's turns. Um Yeah. I mean, if I'm playing a more of a control, like a mid range control type deck in draft, that's going to be perfect. Sort of what I want. It'll make that memory drain cost three mana instead of four. All right. Next up, we've got Nyxborn Seaguard for two double blue. It's an enchantment creature, merfolk soldier. It is a common. It's a two five. It's vanilla. It's a vanilla two five for four. Storm Tossed and Broken. Calafi or Calafi cried out to deep-dwelling Thassa. Tritons came swiftly to save her, bringing her north to the Lindis, says the Calafia. So it's a 2-5 for 4 that's a vanilla. Yeah, late pick, or you have nothing better to pick at all if you're going blue. It's meh. I mean, the toughness is nice, so it could be a good blocker if you need it. Next up, we've got Omen of the Sea for one and a blue. It's an enchantment with flash. That's a common. When this enters the battlefield, scry two, then draw a card. And you can pay two and a blue. You can sac this and scry two. Yeah, I I like this a lot. And with the possible recursion of getting back, if you're doing blue-white right now, with the possibility of getting this back out on the battlefield, heck yeah. Uh, scry two, then draw a card. That, that right there is good enough for me for two mana. It, it, even if you're never ever going to sack this, you know, um, I like it a lot. My time will come when the rising tide will surge above the tallest mountain is the flavor text. Could be an early to mid pick for me if I'm in blue. Uh, next up, we've got one with the stars for three in a blue enchantment aura. That's an uncommon. You enchant creature or enchantment. Enchanted permanent is an enchantment and loses all other card types. It still has its abilities, but it's no longer a creature. Ooh. Ooh. I kinda like that a lot. So it's a way to shut down the gods and other and other uh, enchantment creatures. I like that a lot. Ooh. Some it's a removal, but it's not a removal, in a sense. It's it's sort of like blue's version of pacifism. So you take your place among the stars, says Krufix, God of Horizons, and I'm so sad there's no Krufix. Spoiler alert, there's no Krufix in this set, and that makes me really sad. Uh, as far as one with the stars, that could be a pretty decent removal. If I'm heavy into blue, that could be an early to mid pick for me. Next up, we've got Protean Thaumaturgy for one in a blue. It's a creature human wizard that's a rare. It's a 1-1. One, one. It has Constellation. Whenever an enchantment enters the battlefield under your control, you may have brought Protean Thaumaturgy become a copy of another target creature, except it has this ability. Once you see past the veil we call reality, altering your own shape is elementary. I I like the copy ability of it. Obviously, you'd want to make sure you either have a really good bomb creature for it to come out or. Yeah, other than that, this is kind of a meh card. If you don't really have anything else, that's good to make this a copy of because by itself, it's very crap of it. Um, next up we've got Riptide Turtle for one and a blue it's a turtle creature that's a common to 0-5 with flash and defender as the storm waves crushed my sailors I cried out to Thassa the next time I saw them hard shells encased them and they swam away to safety says Siona captain of the Pileas it's a common 0-5 defender if there's you know this would be one of your stick picks where there's nothing left to choose and this is the only thing left in your colors next up we've got sage of mysteries for one blue it's a human wizard creature that's an uncommon it's a zero two has constellation whenever an enchantment enters the battlefield under your control target player puts the top two cards through library into their graveyard Ooh, I hit the microphone by accident there. I see destruction, suffering, and one tormented hope, glimmer of hope. So you want to try to mill people in draft. This is going to be your way to do it if you have a way to keep getting enchantments out on the battlefield. Otherwise, this is a sort of meh card. I mean, but you could also target yourself now that I'm looking at it. And if you got a card that maybe has escape and you want to be able to get it, out quickly, like maybe you got the mythic Simic God, uh Euros or something, or maybe you're splashing three colors and you've got Kronax Cro- or Krovax, something like that. You know, I could see the use of this, but other than that, it's kind of meh. You know, not too great. But I do like that it has the caveat of it being able to target you as well if you want it to. Maybe, like I said, you want to fill up your graveyard so you can pay some escape costs next up we've got Sea God Scorn for four double blue it's a sorcery it's an uncommon return up to three target creatures and or enchantments to their owner's hands instead of performing their daily devotions Heliod's acolytes spent the morning picking strands of kelp off the altar so it's a six mana bounce effect for three target creatures and or enchantments Uh, I mean not the worst I've never been a big fan of bounce effects in draft like this because they can just play him again unless you have a counterspell waiting but for 6 mana that's so expensive for it um, a mid to late pick for me Next up, we've got Shimmerwing Chimera. It's three and a blue. It's an enchantment creature Chimera. That's an uncommon. It's a 3-2. Has flying. At the beginning of your upkeep, return up to one target, one other target enchantment you control to its owner's hand. It swims upon the winds and soars through the waves. So for four mana, at the beginning of your upkeep, return up to one other target enchantment control to its owner's hand. That's crap. You know, so you're always going to have to return it's not a may ability either you have to return one other target enchantment you control to its owner's hand oh wait hold on i'm really bad at magic because it's oh no 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 i was right it's you control to its owner's hand okay yeah i don't like this at all i mean it's three two flyer for four yeah i like the body of it but no no i i don't like that at all it's bad I mean, the the thing that I would like with something like this, so you play Shimmerwing Chimera, and then you play, uh, where is it? That other enchantment, uh, Omen of the Sea, right? You could keep recurring that Scry Tooth and draw a card. So I see the benefit of something like that with it. So I, I get it, okay? I, I sort of take back what I was saying. And plus, if you had something like Sage of Mysteries to where you could keep milling a opponent or yourself... I get it. Okay, I get it. But otherwise, that's very conditional for it, and it's not something I'd be that would be highly sought after for me. Next up, we've got Shoal Kraken for four and a blue. I almost said green uh, because, you know, green's everywhere now. Uh, Creature Kraken, that's an uncommon. It's a three, five, has Constellation. Whenever enchantment enters a battlefield under your control, you may draw a card. If you do, discard a card. It eats the things that eat... It eats the things that eat the things that are drawn to the light. So, a 3-5 five for 5, and it has the ability to allow you to draw a card and discard a card when an enchantment enters a battlefield. Not the worst thing in the world. It has a good body on the ground, has some good toughness for 5 mana. You know, th- this could be a mid-to-late pick for me. Next up, we've got Sleep of the Dead for one blue. It's a sorcery. It's a common. Tap target creature. It doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step. And it has Escape for two and a blue. You exile three other cards from your graveyard to be able to cast this again. So it's your pretty common uh, spell to tap a target creature. That's seen a lot in blue. But I really like the escape possibility of this to possibly tap them. And then maybe a couple turns later, you can tap them again. Uh, normally, if Cerberus sleeps one head at a time. Next up, we've got Starlit Mantle for One in a Blue. It's an enchantment aura that's a common with Flash Enchant Creature you control. When this enters the battlefield, enchanted creature gains hexproof until end of turn. Enchanted creature also gets plus one plus one. So, it's it's like dive down in a sense, but it's only only hexproof until end of turn and doesn't really buff the toughness or anything like that, but I like it. I like this in blue. This would be something that'd be early to mid-pick because of the spot removal. Give your creature hexper if you want to protect something really valuable. Yeah, yeah, why not? I, I like it a lot. Uh, next up, we've got Stern Dismissal for 1 blue. It's an instant. That's a common. Return target creature or enchantment an opponent controls to its owner's hand. Cities offer tribute to Ifara and carve her image into their walls, <laughs> imploring her to protect them from the dangers of the wild. I So it's a bounce effect for 1 mana. Not the worst thing. You know, 1 mana seems good enough for a card like this for a bounce effect. And yeah mid to late pick for me uh, otherwise it probably wouldn't see much play maybe sideboard play in draft if there's going to be some pesky creatures or enchantments I want that I know they're going to be playing to get rid of next up we've got stinging lionfish for one in a blue it's an enchantment creature fish that's an uncommon it's a 2-1 whenever you cast your first spell during each opponent's turn you may tap or untap target non lam permanent starfish are it's favorite prey So a 2-1 for 2 is pretty common to see. The fact that this is conditional to where you'd have to cast a lot of spells during your opponent's turn for this to even be worthy is kind of meh to me. I mean, if you've got a lot of instants that either bounce effects or draw cards effects or even flash spells, stuff like that, that can be useful because you can maybe tap a creature on their end step so you can swing in easily and deal damage to them next up we've got sweet oblivion and sweet art for this as well too Uh, for one in a blue it's an uncommon sorcery target player puts the top four cards of their library into their graveyard it has escape for three in a blue exile four other cards from your graveyard Oh man. So when memory is torment, oblivion is bliss. So not only is it a mill card for your potential opponent, but it's also you can target yourself to maybe you have some escape cards you want to get out. I mean, yeah. Unless I had, like I said, this is another really conditional card that I'd put in a deck. Otherwise, I would just ignore this entirely. Next up, we've got Thassa, Deep Dwelling. For three and a blue, it's a mythic enchantment creature god, legendary. It's a 6-5 that is indestructible. As long as your Devotion to Blue is less than 5, Thassa isn't a creature. At the beginning of your end step, exile up to one other target creature you control, then return that card to the battlefield under your control. For three and a blue, you can tap another target creature, so it has a bounce effect. Obviously... You know, if you have some constellation creatures out in play, maybe you want to, you know, bounce an enchantment creature to have that constellation take effect. That's pretty decent as well. Is this a pack one pick one? Yeah, probably because it's a 6 5 body that's indestructible and you can tap other target creatures. Yeah, pack one pick one all day, every day. Now, is this going to see much constructed play? I feel like this is one of the weaker gods of the set. Out of the five gods, this is one that doesn't thrill me too much. I mean, if it was paired with a deck that maybe had a lot of ETB effects for the bounce effect to even be useful, I could see it seeing a lot more constructive play. Other than that, it's kind of meh. It doesn't thrill me very much. Now, will this see any kind of EDH play? Oh, I'm sure someone will think of something weird like it, you play this as a commander mono blue with etb effects i'm sure someone think of some infinite combo that i can't even think of right now to get this working next up we have thassa's intervention for x double blue it's an instant rare choose one look at the top x cards of your library put up to two of them into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order or counter target spell unless its controller pays twice x I bring a flood that nothing can withstand. I like this a lot. I mean, yeah, draft. I'd probably pack one, pick one this because this is just, this can be a lot of fun. Just the fact that you can go through your library a lot. But I just think of as standard. Yeah, I can see this definitely seeing standard play for sure. But EDH, I've been, when I saw this card, I was really trying to think would I put this in something like Crufix? Now, the first card I can think of that I would take out of Crufix for something like this would be Dig Through Time because with crucifix you'd have you most likely would have a lot of mana either accrued that you're saving up or you just already have a lot of land out anyway so being able to look at you know the top 10 cards of your library and putting them into in two of them into your hand sounds a lot better than the top 7 cards of your library plus this can also act as a tar- as a counter spell as well too to help you out so this may definitely see a yeah, I, I may definitely put this in Fix for sure, my EDH deck. <sighs> yeah, I, I like it a lot. Next up, we've got Thassa's Oracle for double blue. It's a rare Burfolk wizard that's 1-3. All right, so this is a lot of text here, so bear with me here. When Thassa's Oracle enters the battlefield, look at the top X cards of your library where X is your devotion to blue. Put up to one of them on top of your library and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. If X is greater than or equal to the number of cards in your library, you win the game. So, that is a lot to unpack. So, let's say you have... So, right off the bat, if you play this, you're going to have two devotion. So, you look at the top two cards of your library. X is your devotion to blue. Put up to one of them on top of your library and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. If X is greater than or equal to the number of cards in your library, you win the game. So, for... Wow. Um, something like this in draft. I mean. Maybe all those self mill cards. Can help you out. To help you maybe squeeze a win out. I'm sure someone's going to be able to do that. Squeeze a win out with Thassa's Oracle in draft. And it'll be awesome and great. And you won't even be mad when that happens. Now will God can this see play. In, um In standard. I mean there is that like mono blue or blue white mill deck that's going around that I've seen. And this could, this would be more of a self mill deck that you'd put something like this in instead of milling your opponents out. So, I mean, it's definitely going to see the sort of jank play out there. Uh, Is this a pack one, pick one? No, not at all. Not at all. Unless you want to be cheeky and try to win by self milling or something else to that effect. But you're going to have a hard time with it. And even for two mana for a one three by itself, it's kind of meh. And I mean, you yeah, you get to look at top X cards your library. It's sort of like a scry effect in a sense, um, but it's not very good otherwise. And then in EDH, I thought I saw some people talking about online where in EDH this can just get crazy and sort of like win games easily or something. I I don't know. I didn't really understand the whole thing. I don't play like crazy combos like that in edh but i'm sure someone out there does and understands how to bust this thing but it's 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 a fun card for sure but definitely not high on my priority list next up we've got thirst for meaning for two a blue it's a common instant draw three cards and discard two cards unless you discard an enchantment card so you have the possibility of only having to discard one card when you draw the three cards for three a sip of recollection and ocean of regrets. Pretty good blue card, even if you have to discard two cards. I'm okay with that. Drawing three cards for three is perfectly fine for me in draft, can't you see? Next up, we've got, oh God, how do you pronounce this? Thranati Singer? One and a blue, uh, uncommon Siren creature, that's a 1-3, has Flash, flying. When this enters the battlefield, target creature and opponent controls gets neg X, neg 0, until end of turn, where X is your Devotion, a blue. So another kind of neg power effect for your opponent and for two mana. And at worst, it's going to get a neg 1 or a neg 2 by turn 2 if you play it that way so not high up on my list but it's okay it's not bad uh, the flying is what probably makes it better than any any other kind of 1-3 creature if it was just a 1-3 with no flying eh, i mean meh it's okay all right next up we've got thrix the sudden storm for three and double blue it's a rare elemental giant legendary creature that's it that is four five with flash and flying spells you cast with converted mana cost five or greater cost one less to cast and can't be countered even in their mountain fortresses the Acroans have learned not to anger thassa So for five mana, that's a four or five with flash and flying and your bombs at five or more are going to cost one less to cast and can't be countered at all. Yeah, pack one, pick one for me for sure all day, every day. I'd want something like this on my hand and being able to play it out there and not have any of my spells uncounterable for sure. Next up, we've got Towering Wave Mystic for one and a blue. It's a common merfolk wizard creature. That's a 2-1. Whenever Towering Wave Mystic deals damage, target player puts that many cards from the top of their library into their graveyard. Thos' favor followed him to the underworld. Even the ways of Nerano obeyed his will. So when this deals damage, target player puts that many cards from the top of their library into their graveyard. So at most, it's going to put two cards in their graveyard that has a sort of... uh. The downside to that would be any cards that have escape with them, and then you're just helping them get those escape cards out of there. This would be... I may put it in my deck in round one, and if I realize, oh crap, and they have a lot of good escape cards, I would definitely sideboard this out. And this would only be played if I don't have any other good blue creatures, and I just need something just for the devotion. Or I could just play this as a 2-1 wall, essentially. Next up, we've got Triton Wave Rider for three and a blue. It's a common Merfolk wizard creature. That's a 3 3. Whenever an enchantment enters a Battlefield under your control, Triton Wave Rider gains flying until end of turn. You can no more stop me than you can halt the tide. So it's a 3 3 for 4 that can gain the possibility of flying should you have enchantments under your control. I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world. Um Definitely sort of a mid to late pick if there's nothing better in your hand at all or your pack at all to pick if you're staying in blue. Next up after that, we've got Vex Gull for two and a blue. It's a common bird. That's a 2-2 with flash and flying for three. May the skies be clear of gales and gulls, says Malaysian Prayer. <clears throat> so... 3-mana for a 2-2 two, two for Flash and Flying, yeah, that's going to be decent. It's going to be a decent little attacker for you. If you're already heavy into the blue strategy of Draft and Sealed, something like Vex and Gaul could be really handy to help complement your creatures there for a 2-2 two, two, for 3 that has Flash as well. Next up, we've got Wave Break Hippocamp for 2 and a blue. It's an enchantment creature, Horsefish, that's like rare. It's a 2-2. Whenever you cast your first spell during each opponent's turn, draw a card. Triton, search for omens, and it's wake. So for something like this, whenever you cast your first spell during each opponent's turn, draw a card. This would be something really decent in EDH. Uh, I like I really like this in something like EDH. As far as draft goes, it's not. It's good. It's not that it's bad or anything by any means, but when you look at it just as the vanilla stats, a <clears throat> A 2-2 for 3, it's kind of meh, and it doesn't really do much else but help you draw cards. Uh, this probably wouldn't be an early pack 1 pick 1 for me if this was the rare in my pack. It's, I'd probably look at something else, but it's a good complement card for you and blue in your draft deck. Next up, we've got Whirlwind Nile for 2 and a blue. It's an instant uncommon for each spell and ability your opponents control. Counter it unless its controller pays 4. No, no, and no. That's my kind of flavor text right there. So this is basically a mana leak with the added ability of it can also counter abilities. And it costs one more and instead of paying three, they pay four. Something like that in draft would be really good to have uh, because most of the times if they're going to go all out on something... They're gonna tap out, and then having a three mana counter spell with something like this is perfect, or even abilities too. Um That I, I like this a lot. This would be probably early to mid pick for me in a draft if I'm in blue. Next and last, but certainly not least, is Witness of Tomorrows. It's four in a blue. It's a common Sphinx enchantment creature that's three four with flying. You can pay three in a blue, and you can scry one as the future slips its way into the present. It ceases to be my concern. So, a 3-4 for 5 that has flying is not bad, just looking at it from a vanilla side, but the added ability of being able to scry 1 for 4 sort of bumps it up a little bit for me, and this would be something like a mid-to-late pick for something I would choose if I was going heavy into blue. So, there you have it. That is the complete set review for blue for Theros Beyond Death. I hope you enjoyed it, and stay tuned for the next one when we dive deep into Theros Beyond Death in black. So everybody have a good night and thank you for listening.